What's up, bitches? Welcome back to Standard Definition, where we talk about the now, the before, and the later. We didn't take that much time off in the last episode. Quite frankly, actually, we we recorded an episode when we were supposed to record an episode. Well, I started recording the episode on my birthday, which is June 5th. The last episode of Standard Definition, which was untucked, was May 27th. And it is now July what eighth. So I'm 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 pretty on I'm off schedule, but I'm more on schedule than I used to be in the past. So without further ado, let's get the fuck straight into this episode. Cause it ain't gonna be what y'all think it's gonna be. Let's get into it. Before I get into the meat of this episode, I'm gonna um let's get some formalities out of the way, shall we? I have my blunt and my weed here. I'm ready to roll up. I'm ready to get lit for you guys. Let's get some formalities out of the way. So, uh, last episode of Standard Definition was untucked. It was my rewind, my recap, and I feel like we got. I feel I feel like in that episode of Untucked, we got out most of the things that I wanted to get out from the bigger bulk of the time I missed for Standard Definition. We're going to have another untucked episode. I already have my notes planned out on when I want to talk about it. And we have like, we kind of have like an untucked episode. We have two more other episodes that I'm planning. One is just a regular talk shit episode. And then one is an episode about Drag Race because All Stars 8 is rearing its ugly fucking head. The finale is rearing its ugly fucking head. And at the end of the day... Excuse the random jump cut because people don't know how to use their fucking context clues or just read the room. I'm in a closet. I'm talking to myself. What could I be doing? Recording. Text me. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. So, yes, the finale is rearing its ugly head. And rather than talking about it right now where we're at, we have, like, one more episode until, like, the actual finale. No, I think the finale is actually next week. So next week, I will talk about it because next week is when we'll most likely be able to give our votes for the fan game and I'll be able to really talk shit. We'll just give an in-depth review about All-Stars in general because it started off hopeful, but yeah, we're here. So yeah, today's episode will be a Feed the Beast review. My favorite artists, well, one of my favorite, well, at this point in my life, both of my favorite artists are RuPaul and Ken Petras. I will, I will not put um, one over the other. I just won't. I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. But today, well, June 23rd, Friday, June 23rd, Ken Petras released Feed the Beast, her um, debut album, Under Republic. And today I'm going to give you guys a review of every track on it. My thoughts about the tour, my thoughts about speculations, about a deluxe, everything under the sun, Feed the Beast related, I'm going to talk about here. So let's get into it. So, like I said, Feed the Beast was released June Friday, June 23rd, and I'm going to read you guys the summary. The role to Grammy Award winning German singer Kim Petra's debut LP has been paved with complications. First, she told fans a completed LP was in limbo, then leaked widely, and then eventually scrapped. That was problematic, heat, guys. So, she got back to work creating what will become the massive Feed the Beast. 14 tracks of glossy booming pop. You can hear the ambition in the 
industrial tones of Burr, or the retro styling of Revelations, or the campiness that recalls early 2010s Katy Perry and Coconuts. Slow, for, slow burns are far and few, few and far between. Petrus is a master of club-ready anthems, so even the heartbreaking thousand pieces is recorded over a trap beat. A standout comes via a sample of Alice DJ's 90-year-old dance meets trance hit, Better Off Alone, the foundation of Alone, bolstered by a fiery rap verse from Nicki Minaj, a far cry from Unholy, her chart-topping collaboration with Sam Smith, Beat the Beast showcases Petra's range, and it's well worth the wait. I agree. I agree. So, with that being said, let's get into reviewing the album. First track is, first track is Feed the Beast. Feed the Beast is, you know, lead single. I'm not going to say lead single. I'm not going to say lead single because at the end of the day, there are still speculations of what the lead single is because everybody thought that Alone was, like, supposed to be the lead single. And it was kind of given a lead single, but... I mean, I guess you can say it's the lead single because we can't say Unholy was the lead single because it's a bonus track. So it, they, it wouldn't have been lead. Yeah, so un- Alone was the lead single. I, I, whatever. But it's the title track. Correction. The title track. Excuse me if you hear some snap crackling and popping. Um, I'm about to roll some ganja. So, yeah. But title track. Um, When I first heard the song, June 23rd, it, I didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I like all her songs on the album. It's just I have a type of, type of music that Kim Patrick's make that I like. Like, I like her more upbeat pop songs. Like... Like, um, I can't even fucking think off the top of my head right now. Like, she has so many songs that are just upbeat versus, I can just use a whole era. Her clarity era, I love her clarity era, but I legitimately just prefer, like, her faster upbeat songs. Like, uh, let's go to era one. Let's go to era one. Hillside Boys versus One, Two, Three Days Up versus... If you think about me, Heart to Break, Heart to Break is like, no, Hillside Boys is like super, 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 super upbeat. Then you go to one, two, three days up. That's like mid, mid upbeat, still upbeat. And then you go to If You Think About Me and it's just like slower. So she has levels, but Clarity is like one that I had to learn to love similar to how I had to learn to love Feed the Beast. And ultimately, I can't even remember the, the point that I was trying to fucking make because I get so fucking lost and enthralled in Kim Petra's life that when I start talking about things, I literally go on tangents and forget the, what I'm talking about. So, staying on track, Feed the Beast, title track. It had to warm up it had to warm up to me. It really, really had to warm up to me, but I like it now. So, out of 10 now, we're going to give it a calm, a, calm, a calm 7. A calm 7, and I feel like that's fair. Next, we have a long... Kim Petra's Nicki Minaj. Me being a bunhead and not liking how people talk about Kim on Twitter and try to compare her success to two fucking songs that she has on her album or try to relate her success, might I say. I wish she wouldn't have put Alone on the album or I wish she would have put Alone on a deluxe album. Let us have your project stand alone. Let us have it stand alone, but don't... Well, it's kind of like... From a from a from a, a business standpoint, we all understand why she put it on an album. But as a fan, I wish she would have just gave us 
all her singles, like all, just all shit with her, all shit with her. Not even, not even bait, which we'll get to. But yes, 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 yes. Alone is alone. Is when it first came out, it was a ten out of ten for me. Now it's kind of like a six out of ten because it's oversaturated. And also, I don't like when artists release sixteen thousand fucking remixes to one song. Get all your remixes, all your ducks in a row, and then drop it as a fucking, almost like an EP. Drop the Alone EP and have everything on it. Period. That's what she should have did. But I kind of think that she just didn't know that, you know, had she dropped a preview to Nikki's verse or like a longer preview to Alone, she would have known that we would have went Alone 2.0 before she dropped regular Alone. But, you know, it's just trial and error, and that's why there were so many remixes dropped. So... Well, not so many, but that's why Alone 2.0 was dropped because of trial and error. Because she thought that we were going to live for Alone and we wanted more a beat. We wanted the, the beat that we thought we were going to get to, like, last throughout the song. If y'all get what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, like, calm, calm, six, seven out of ten. Next is what needs to be her fucking lead single. On the album, she needs to release it today. She needs to release it before the summer gets hot. It's already hot. We already admit that. We're already halfway through the summer, if we're going to be frank. She needs to release King of Hearts. It's single-worthy. It should have been the lead single for Feed the Beast. It should have been. I'm sorry. Um, It should have been. It should have been the lead single. It should have been promoted, pushed, everything. It's so... It, 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 King of Hearts could dominate radio it literally can it's a 10 out of 10 for me the instrumental is electrifying the lyrics are electrifying like everything like everything 10 out of 10 is a club fucking banger and um i can't wait until she releases that as a single and i can't wait until she drops the video because the video is coming we might not know that it's going to be released as a single but we know that video was coming and i can't fucking wait so next up we have next up we have thousand pieces and this was kind of Thousand Pieces is the point that I was trying to make with Feed the Beast, where I, where I got lost and started talking about Clarity and comparing like the tempo to her songs. So, Thousand Pieces, it grew on me. Same way most of the songs from Clarity grew on me. Like, most of the songs. Like, one of my favorite songs from Clarity is Sweet Spot. But, like, it's not like Sweet Spot isn't like Personal Hell or Icy. Sweet Spot is... And in personal hell, and like I see her kind of like she's belting, it's like kind of more so like a ballad, like she's giving her heart versus just an upbeat tempo pop song. Thousand Pieces had to grow on me, Thousand Pieces had to grow on me, and I had to understand that this is a like collective project. She wasn't just going for like one sound, like if anything, she was changing the type of look she was going for, like she tapped into like a medieval like you know dungeons and dragons fucking like whole aesthetic with feed the beast and like she's wrapping a lot of things into that with references and like names and songs and like stuff like that but she's still a pop girl so thousand pieces it grew on me it grew on me initially i was like ooh, because coming off of king of hearts thousand pieces was too slow for me but i had to realize like it's a it's a collective project we're going to have peaks and we're going to have valleys and thousand pieces is a valley that i now enjoy so i'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Oh god i'm here and i need you for a thousand reasons yes I, I, I like thousand pieces we love thousand pieces so next 
kind of like how okay so similar to how not similar but you know it makes me think about it like how i um had a knee-jerk reaction to the transition from king of hearts to thousand pieces it went from upbeat to low beat and then we go from low beat to super super upbeat with uh-oh uh-oh is the next song it is literally club banger literally like how i feel about king of hearts times 10 like instrumental instrumental literally makes my fucking hair stand up on my arm like everything she drops is a banger and she didn't lie like that also has potential to be great on radio and i know on the tour it's gonna go hard it's gonna go hard when she play that shit when we hear when i'm in a place and the ray goes up when i'm in a place and the bass goes up i'm gonna get you under undone uh when i'm in a place and the ray goes up i think it's yeah it's something like that no it's rate bass rave period I know the order. Sometimes I just get mixed up. Don't try to play me if there's any bad hands out here because we can go lyric for lyric, bar for bar. We can have a karaoke session. I will eat you the fuck up on any fucking album, on any project. Be real. But no, uh-oh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Complete 10 out of 10. It'll always be a 10 out of 10 for me. It literally, literally had me headbanging the night that the album came out. It was like middle of the fucking night in my room, headbanging to uh-oh, like, yeah. That was the first song, during my first listen of Feed the Beast, that was the first song that I put on repeat. That I didn't just let, because I, I was just going to let the album go straight through. But once I got to O, I had to play O twice before I got to the next song. Next song being Revelations. Revelations is also a great, 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 great song. Has great, 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 great potential to go far on charts and stuff like that. But I think we just need three singles from this album, Kim. I need, we need three singles from this album. We need you to chart with your singles too we really really we, we we need that we want that we want that for you kim revelations is a 10 out of 10 for me it's a great song it's a great song and yeah when you touch my body i hear the angels sing when you touch my body i see eternity period point fucking blank 10 out of 10 pop song nice tempo nice lyrics um what's my favorite line i did say my favorite line okay so moving forward i'm gonna do my favorite line from each song too there are a couple there are a couple so next we have bait bait is also like bait is kind of how i feel about thousand pieces um it hasn't grown with me it started off slow coming off a of, oh it just was like it came in slow i was like okay this is killing my mood a little bit because it wasn't coming in super 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 hype but then when 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 banks came in with the they call me serpentina because i got that 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 because i'm a star i'm a star like bitch she came and spit and it was very doja coded bitch it was a fucking bank song featuring kim petras if we gonna be completely fucking honest and a lot it, it took a minute it took a minute for me to differentiate banks from kim on that song but there's more banks than kim on that song if y'all want to be technical and listen up with y'all ears it's more banks than kim on that song so yeah it's a banks featuring kim petra's song period point fucking blanks banks ate that shit the fuck up but it's still at like an eight out of ten it ain't my favorite song on the project it ain't my favorite song on the project it's an eight out of ten <laughs> Okay, now I'm actually about to roll up. So if you really hear some snack crackling and popping, don't mind it. It's just really me trying to roll up because this is a session. I love sex talk. I really wish... I just revealed the next song. I love Feed the Beast. I really wish I could like... No, for my Spotify listeners, I can add in 
feed the beast portions to this, but I don't know what percentage, like, I don't have a great percentage of people that listen on Spotify. So, to immersify the experience, I think I'm going to just do it anyway, but we don't have to find a way to, we, I, I miss my MacBook. I miss everything. I sold all my te- technology because I'm poor. So, we just got to get back to a point where we can multitask and do things. I remember where I used to have clips playing, like, stuff like that, like, when I used to do Drag Race reviews and shit like that, but... Next song is Sex Talk. And let me tell you, I am a sex talk defender. I am a sex talk advocate. I am a sex talk period. There will never be a day where I'm going to allow sex talk slander to prosper on my watch. Because at the end of the day, when problematic leaked, okay, so boom. You know, when I explained the synopsis, you know, I, you know, when they talked about the, the leaked and scrapped album, that was problematic. We have three tracks from, I'm not mistaken, three tracks. Yeah, three tracks from Feed the Beast that were originally on problematic. And that goes Revelations, Sex Talk, Hit It From The Back. Revelations, I didn't listen to, I didn't listen to problematic when it's, when it leaked because I, when I'm a fan of somebody, I just don't do that, even though. Kim said that we could listen to the leaks because the album was never going to get put out. The only song that I invested in listening to full time is Hit It From The Back. And the only reason I invested in listening to Hit It From The Back full time is because she previewed it at the EMAs. And she kept, like, previewing it. Like, we knew the fucking chorus. We knew the the song. So, once she performed it at, I think she performed it at, like, Coachella or, like, um... Like wireless or something like that. When she performed it, people on YouTube started putting, clipping the song together from like emails to her live performance. They clipped it together, and that's how I learned the full song. But I never had, I never heard any other leak from Problematic up until about two weeks from the release of Feed the Beast. A bunhead was like posting all of like the leaks, and I heard Born Again, and I heard Sex Talk, and then like a week after. Feed the Beast was released. I heard the title track for Problematic, Problematic. Oh my God, it's amazing. We're going to have our own portion at the end talking about Problematic. I might even get into it. We're going to have our own portion, so I might even get into it. But yes, Sex Talk is next up. Sex Talk, 10 out of 10. I think it's so campy. I think it's, I agree with what people are saying online about it not, you know, really, really relating greatly to the theme of Feed the Beast, like what Feed the Beast looks like it's supposed to be about, but at the end of the day, Kim is never going to run from her origins of being a OG bubblegum Europop diva. What the fuck, wait, y'all think she was about to have a bunch of rock fucking running to the top of the castle, stabbing the dragon type songs on there. No, she wasn't. It was going to get peace and violence. And if you know Kim, you know Kim. That's what was going to happen. We was going to have some pop bangers on there. And Sex Talk is a pop banger. My favorite line from Sex Talk would be... Mm, it's either it's either the ad-libs when, when she says, baby, I like sex talk. And the ad-libs when it says... I don't think it's an ad-lib, but it's just like a, a different tempo or how she says it when she's like baby make my bed rock something big to measure make me feel that pressure like i like i like how she says that or i guess you could call this part a bridge of the song because even instrumental changes it gets more like wired and like i don't know like you can hear the bass in it like a little bit more 
When she says, just tell me what you need, all your fantasies, all of your desires. I like that part. I like the tempo switch on that part. I like that part. Sex Talk is a 10 out of 10. I don't give a fuck with none of y'all bitches the same. And the next song is a 10 out of 10, too. Hit it from a motherfucking bag, bitch. Oh my god, y'all. The fucking coke. The, the, oh my god. The future starts now. Coconuts. Hit it from the back preview era. That limpo era. Oh my god. That was so. That was like. We was like, oh my god. It was so bad. We wanted her to release Hit it from the back so bad and i just never understood why she would preview it like that on the emas and not fucking release it like i never understood that it was so bad like if we was in the trenches with dude like the buns was in the, tr- the deep deep trenches with that one like literally but similar to now even when the snippet had came out when she had did it on the emas people weren't really living for it people were just like not liking it it was either people were not liking it people were like oh release this now and definitely i was one of the release those now so, um, 10 out of 10 for Hit It From The Back. Favorite line from Hit It From The Back is... Probably at the last chorus when it's like, yeah, yeah, and then just like, zoom, zoom, and it's just like, I let you... No, 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 no. It's an actual ad-lib on this song that I, that's my favorite part of the song. It's on the last chorus, reaching up to that last part, that I just was saying. But when she says, I let you hit and it, when she says, I let you hit it from the back. And then in the back, the backing vocal ad-libs are, the first one is, baby, 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 baby. And then the second one is, you know, I let you. And it's like, before you break my heart, baby. That part, I love that part. It's something about that. Like, it's so cunty. Like, that you just want to... She always wants to talk about getting fucked and suck. And I just love it. Like, she's such a fucking sex positive person. And I love it. I love it. Even though it's kind of like a persona for her. But still. Okay, next we have Claws. And Claws is kind of like... um Claws is... The transition from hit it from the hit it from the back in to claws is similar to how I felt like excuse me. Similar to how I felt like Thousand Pieces going to uh oh or King of Hearts going to Thousand Pieces actually. Like it was like, whoa, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. I was like, ooh, do we got another peak and we got another value valley? But the way claws come in, baby, she Excuse me. She starts spitting. Is it something? Is something? Is it all turned to pain? Is it something? Is it something? And then the, the 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 beat starts picking up. It's tap tap. Even though you don't want me, that part, bitch. Oh my god, that part is electrifying. Like that bridge part. Even though you don't want me, like her vibrato, her everything is everything. And then you get into the chorus. And then it picks back up. It goes into like your OG quintessential Kim Patrick's pop song. Because you did your claws right in my heart. Yes, like it's amazing. And then my other favorite part from that song. Because that was my favorite part if I didn't fail to fucking mention. My other favorite part from that song is. Close your eyes, close your eyes. That part. And then, and then it's just like. Similar to a lot of parts of Kim Petra's songs that I liked, like an ending part where she gives like that last belt, like 
Cause you dig your clothes right into my heart So I won't forget ya Like even like when she performs Heart to Break Live in that last even if that part, bitch, uh, I love when she does like nice little belt. Kim can belt. Kim can belt. She got some pipes on her. Her mic is always on. So, Claws is a 10 out of 10, period. And we're going to go to a minute and we about to rapid fire the rest of this because the, the rest of the songs are kind of, no, we're not, we're not going to rapid fire this at all. We're not. But the next song is a minute. Once again, the transition. I think she really needs to no retrospect and retrospect hindsight twenty twenty. The peaks and the valleys from song to song is good. It keeps the it keeps the mind just like I don't know stimulating and thinking like why is it going from high to low? Because has she had all her upbeat tempo songs in one part of the album and then all her depressing sad songs in one part of the album? It would have just been obvious. Obvious and it will make people uncomfortable. So I like the peaks and the valleys. I like the peaks in the valleys. Minute is another valley. Minute is another valley where we thought Claws was going to be a valley. That was like a peak valley. This is just a valley. Like we go deep. But I like the song. Minute is cute. It's literally just like clarity. It's so clarity coded. And that says a lot. That says a lot and that says enough. So Minute, I like Minute. Minute is a, is a um, 8 out of 10. Favorite line from Minute would just be like, oh, my favorite line from Minute is, I should lock the door or something, but all I, all I really want is you, 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 so hold me for another minute. Yeah, it's my favorite line in the song. It's a good song. Next up we have, though, is Coconut. I think besides hard to break because I didn't I didn't this is <clears throat> I'm about to reveal my um my bunhead membership card and when I got my bunhead membership card I didn't become a bunhead until Okay, like I okay point here we go. I'm 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 because y'all not gonna try to play me. Like honestly y'all aren't gonna try to play me. I became bunhead adjacent. Bunhead adjacent I became um, when season 12 came out of Drag Race and Nikki and Heidi performed Heart to Break, I thought the song was electrifying. I loved the song. And it was the only song I listened to from January 2020 when season 12 came out to about summer 2021 when Future Starts Now, Coconuts, that whole era. Well, that was like fall. That was like fall 2021. But when Coconuts came out, oh, bitch, I was a button. I was a bun. When Coconut's Future Star Snail came out, that whole era, that time period, like, August to, like, December 2021 was when I was training to get my bun membership card. And what Kim Petrus followed me. Kim followed me. I think Kim followed me when the Coconut's video came out, or around the Coconut's video coming out. I think is when Kim followed me. So, yeah. I became a butthead around that time. But I will always be a coconut stand. I will coconuts will always be a ten out of ten for me. Coconuts is just such a fun fucking song. It's just a fun time. Coconuts is literally just a fun time. And if you are a fun time girl, you won't understand. You'll never understand it if you're not a fun time girl. It's a ten out of fucking ten. Bop. 
What are my favorite lines? Because it ain't one line that I just like from the song. It's my favorite lines that I like from this song. So, one of them is so juicy and so ripe, you wouldn't believe. I gave them different, different names, Cardi A and Tiffany, or Mary Katie Ashley, whichever one you want to use. I like both of them. Um, What's my other favorite line? Oh, cocoa, I tan and lotion, sunsets over the ocean, look up high. No, honestly, I like the whole song. I like the instrumental. But if we want to give one specific highlight to one specific part, it's everybody left the twins. Like, she ate that. She ate that. From the yum yum a purper. She really ate that down. So, coconuts is a 10 out of 10 always for me. Always, always, always. Next up, we have Castle in the Sky. 10 out of 10. Don't stop, baby, until we get to happen tonight. Be me yet. Be me yet. Yeah. Yeah, Castle in the Sky It should have been the last song on the album. It's not the last song on the album, but it should have been the last song on the album. It's a nice closer, and it just makes people get re-re-excited for what Feed the Beast was for and what is who is intended who it's intended for castle in the sky gets me re-excited like kind of how like that adrenaline you get when you hear the ha and feed the beast when it comes on it gives me that same adrenaline as but I, like as like a closer though but it's not the clothing track though so yeah 10 out of 10 for me for me it's a 10 out of 10 my favorite line is Probably like the end of the chorus where she's like, There's a castle in the sky, and we ain't getting under. Don't stop, baby. And so, I don't even think it's younger, but that part, that part, 10 out of 10. So, next, what is actually technically, what I think is technically the closer, the closing track of Feed the Beast is Burr. Now, Burr, baby, the Burr era. Baby, we really thought that we was like, well, I thought that we was like far gone in the bird. I was like, okay, she about to start releasing singles and shit. We ain't never gonna win the fucking album. We ain't even getting no album. We ain't getting no album. We ain't getting no album. We ain't getting no album. But bird was a bird. It took as long as it's been out as a single and for it to get on the album for it to grow on me. Like, I didn't like Burr when it first came out, but I love, 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 Burr. And even, I love it even more after her live performance at the Billboard Women in Music, like, ceremony, like, awards. I love it. Burr is 10 out of 10, but Castle in the Sky should have replaced it, that spot. And the next track shouldn't have been on it. The bonus track, Unholy, shouldn't have been on it. It should have ended at castle in the sky replacing burr like switching spots but the next song is unholy it's whatever tired of unholy honestly tired of the discourse surrounding unholy i'm just tired of unholy in general i really really am i really really am okay so that was feed the beast that was feed the beast and i don't want no nobody trying to come at me for an unknown lyrics the album literally just came out it's been out for two weeks so give me a break we're trying to get together so, with that being said, I just want to talk briefly about the tour. The tour, the tour, the tour, the tour, the tour, the tour. And the discourse surrounding the tour. Oh my god, Kesha fans are really about to be the fucking death of me. Like, I hate Kesha's fans. Uh, I hate, and I'm not about to go into deeply 
why the fuck I hate country singers. I, they're just being really problematic towards Kim. We all know why Kim has a little bit of uh, slack and strife towards her for her working with Dr. Luke in the past. And and that, that's fair. That's fair for people to feel some type of way about her working with Dr. Luke in the past. That's fair. Um, my thoughts on that, she's issued an apology. And the only songs on Feed the Beast that are credited from Dr. Luke, from my understanding, are songs that were recorded in the past and or songs that were on Problematique. No Feed the Beast intended song that was written, sung, produced for Feed the Beast was produced by Dr. Luke. It wasn't, from my understanding. So, that's just that on that. But everybody's kind of like trying to like give her hell because she hasn't sold out and she still has a lot of open seats on her tour. It's only July. The tour's in October. The tour's in October. It's in October. So, let's be real. A lot of people are still waiting to buy their tickets. And it's just like, Kesha fans... And a lot of, like, Kesha fans, Melanie Martinez fans, Olivia Rodrigo fans, and even a little bit of the Swifties. Like, they're just being a little bit toxic. They're just discouraging her and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, like, pissing me off because give Kim a chance. Like, let Kim dig herself out of whatever grave that y'all figuring that she's in. And it's making me mad because it's just, like, if you really feel some type of way about her affiliation with Dr. Luke in the past... Feel that way, rightfully so. You have every right to feel the way you want to feel, but I feel like a lot of people are just weaponizing, like, oh my God, her past against her in efforts to try to make her apologize, but they don't really care. They just want her to say sorry because I've seen a lot of comments like, oh, if she says sorry, we can stream. So if all of it takes for her to do is to say fucking sorry, then it doesn't really mean that, like, the issue isn't that severe to you. It's not that severe to you. It's really, really not. It's not. I'm just going to be frank. So, yes. That's my opinion on the tour. The tour will be fine. All the buttons will be there. I have early entry. Uh, what, what is my ticket? What is my ticket? I have VIP. I just don't have. I have everything but the meet and greet. Early entry. The fucking merch. Everything else. Lanyard. Everything else. I just. The meet and greet got sold out too damn fast. The meet and greet was sold out within a week. So, yeah. I'm hoping towards the concert date that the Ticketmaster gods are just on my side and that I get to upgrade the day up at the venue or weeks before, you know, somebody puts up a VIP package that I can buy. I really, really want to meet Kim. I really, really want to meet Kim. But if I can't meet Kim, I know I'm going to be front row. So I'll experience and breathe her air. So that's fine. I'll, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine either way. But yes, that is my Feed the Beast review and my tour thoughts last thing i want to say last thing i want to talk about well last two things i want to talk about one is my dream feed the beast tour set list (laughs) and this is really going to speak to the bunhead that i am and what type of songs that i like that kim does so oh and doing this leads me into the other topic that i want to talk to remember i just said i want to talk about too the set list and something else and the last thing on this list leads into that so perfect perfect and my and my shit is on five percent let's do this dream set list so we're going all her projects every project so era one which wasn't a, a project but it was her first era of releasing like singles with the whole with the whole same album art different colors it's era one we call it era one buns call it era one it's era one i picked four for this I picked three for every other project, but I picked four for this because Era 1, it was just was an error. You have to have to do an abundance from Era 1. So, Hard to Break, If You Think About Me, Hillside Boys, 
I don't want it at all. Period. Not period. I'm not. It's not up for debate. It's not. From Clarity, we have Icy, Sweet Spot, Personal Hell. If I went to honorable mention one, honorably mention one, we could just do the title track Clarity. Not really a fan of the song Clarity. Love the song. It just, it's not one that I keep on. I skip it. Turn off the light. Turn off the light. We have Wrong Turn. Tell me it's a nightmare. Close your eyes. Honorable mention would be... God, it would have to be... It would either be Bloody Valentine... It would be Bloody Valentine or it would be... I don't know. 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 Don't fight me. It, no, there will be blood. Fuck Bloody, Bloody Valentine. Not fuck Bloody Valentine because fuck Bloody Valentine. But Bloody Valentine, like, turn off the light was like her DJ, like, DJ, like, Coachella Burning Man era. And Bloody Valentine is, like, more instrumental. And There Will Be Blood is a song. So, There Will Be Blood has to take priority over that. So, honorable mention is There Will Be Blood. From Slut Pop, she has to do, well, in a perfect world, she would do the whole Slut Pop because Slut Pop is only 15 minutes in its, in its entirety from start to finish. Like, the whole EP is 15 minutes. So, in a perfect world, she'd do the whole Slut Pop, but if I had to pick three songs, it would be Slut Pop, Throat Goat, They Wanna Fuck, Honorable Mention would be Superpower Bitch. Now, bonuses. Bonus, bonus, bonus. These are singles. Single, single, singles. That weren't on albums that she just really said singles. We have Malibu. If Jesus was the rock star, Future Starts Now. Future Starts Now is a must. She has to do Future Starts Now. She has to do Future Starts Now. Period. Honorable mention is Running Up That Hill or um, Stars Are Blind. Stars Are Blind. Period. Now, leading into my last section that I kind of want to talk about. I'm not going to talk about really because I kind of talked about it a little bit before. But Leaks. If she's going to perform any Easter egg leaks for us, I would want them to be Problematic, Born Again. Put a pen in those two, though. Problematic and Born Again. And then the last one is All She Wants. And the reason I say put a pen in Problematic and Born Again is because I want those two songs on the deluxe more than ever. More than ever. I know she won't put Problematic on the deluxe because it's the title track of her leaked and scrapped album. That's ridiculous. But Born Again, please, if she could just put Born Again on it, even, like, all she wants, that's fine. But please, Born Again, please just put Born Again on the deluxe, Kim. Please, please, please. So, yes, that is my dream be the beast set list for the tour. I will be at the Philadelphia date, October 13th. And I'm going to try to be at the Brooklyn or Washington, D.C. dates, which are October 9th and October 12th. Probably we'll go to the um, Brooklyn date. That's October 9th. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you buttheads are just... I hope this makes people more excited to listen to her music. I hope this makes buns more excited to go on the tour. And I just like talking about Kim. So I just didn't mind recording this before I recorded other episodes that I wanted to do before this. Because the album is hot. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. I forgot to fucking mention... Our beloved Kim has gotten her first, 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 first album entry on the Billboard. She debuted at number 44 on the Billboard 200, which is amazing for her. She had 17,000 units sold in her first week. So, snaps and claps for Kim. The girls are trying to play it, but she outsold 
a lot of y'all faves. I'm gonna let y'all figure out who y'all faves are. But without further ado, well, not without further ado, bitch, this is the end of the episode. Y'all be fucking great. I'll see y'all next episode. Yeah.